Welcome to Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. Dave and Jacqueline bring you up close and personal to the innovators, creative minds, and contributors in and around technology, STEM education, and STEM-related career fields of the future. Visit our website at www.technologyexpresso.com.net and .org. There you will find our broadcasts with guests from all across the technology spectrum, our social media handles, and related content. So sit back with Dave and Jacqueline as they serve up Technology Expresso fast, hot, and intense. Hello, it's time for a 10-minute sip here on Technology Expresso. Our sips are our STEM information podcast. And I'm going through a series of 10 breakthrough technologies. And interesting enough, by the time it really starts to be publicized, the truth is, is that they've been working on this technology probably for the last five, ten years, and in some cases the military has been using it, but then they start making it public knowledge and and making it accessible to consumers. So this particular technology, I heard about it some time ago and was actually working for a, a client and was under a confidentiality agreement. So now that I see it on the internet, I can now speak to something that I heard about some time ago. And interesting enough, it it ties to a conversation I had at lunch today that part of being in the whole STEM spectrum, science, technology, engineering, arts, and, and math, is always being on the leading, or what we used to call the bleeding edge. So when you hear rumors or when something sounds a little bit fantastic, you know, and, and a lot of people in STEM are into sci-fi because they're always looking toward the future. And what seems impossible is quite possible. And the possibility spectrum is shrinking because of technology and engineering. And so people really have to stop questioning whether things can or can't happen, the question is how soon? So one of those things on that list is self-driving vehicles. I've heard about this some time ago. Um, Whole industries, like the insurance industry, has been preparing themselves for self-driving vehicles. They're here. Companies are testing them. You know, the, the, the big thing is companies just figuring out, okay, how do we leverage this? This is cool. How do we use it? Well, companies that do delivery are the first to jump on this. Self-driving trucks. Companies have... You are going to be surprised that you may be driving next to a truck one day. uh, One of these big delivery trucks. Major corporations. I'm not going to say names. But you may think there's a driver in that truck there might even be some type of dummy uh, I'll call it or you know that is sitting in the driver's seat but that's just it it's just a 
mock-up of a driver and the truck is actually self-driving. They, they put mock-ups in there just to not scare other drivers. You'll run off the road when you realize there's no one driving that truck. When trucks uh, such as delivery trucks have specific routes, they put, and I call them mock-ups or, or simulators, they put them in there, but by and large, the truck is programmed. It has all the sensors that it needs to make sure that it's not running into things. Let me quote an article. Um, we'll probably find out in the next few years, because multiple companies are now test self-driving trucks, Although many technical problems are still unsolved, proponents claim that self-driving trucks will be safer and less costly. This system often drives better than I do, said Greg Murphy in this article. He has been a professional driver for over 40 years. He now serves as a safety backup driver during the test of self-driving trucks. A San Francisco company... Uh, has outfitted their trucks and their equipment um, in order to drive themselves, but it also still has a backup driver uh, pending certain legal approvals. You know, exactly. You have a truck and there's nobody in it who has a driver's license. What does a, what, what do you do with that? How do you pull over a truck? Um, how does it respond to emergency vehicles? Um, all those things are, are questions that, that come to mind. The article talks about how uh, driving an 18-wheeler down a two-lane Texas highway um, when he saw an uh, oncoming car drifting into his lane, uh, there was a ditch to his right and more oncoming, oncoming cars to his left. So there was little for him to do but hit his horns and brakes. You know, I could hear the man who taught me to drive telling me, what he always said was rule number one, don't hurt anyone. And that's basically how they're programming these trucks. Uh, the trucks can sacrifice themselves um, and self-correct, but it's better for the trucks to be injured than to save that other person. And that's one of the things we've always been taught, that you kind of have to drive and be looking out for other drivers. Well, these trucks... We program them to do that. Now, let me tell you the, the, the one thing that we've been saying all along. Yes, we machines are getting smarter. Um, robots are taking over jobs. All of that is true. But there's something that you have to realize is that there's someone programming each and every one of these machines. There's someone that understands the human aspect and is translating that into some type of machine code and machine instruction. So who's getting paid the big bucks? The people who are programming the machines. These people are getting paid four or five times of what a truck driver is getting paid. So, ergo, we need to be looking at what are those technologies, what type of knowledge workers are needed to program and create instructions and to test and to design these things and uh, to prototype them 
and to mass produce them, to find their purposes, to sell them, um, to determine the legal implications. All of these knowledge workers are part of the support system for something like a self-driving car. So when you do the math, the self-driving car might take one person's job, but it's created 20 other jobs. People have to understand that and stop the rhetoric about how machines and computers and technology and robots are taking their jobs. They're making jobs. They're creating jobs. You have to be a little bit more creative and get connected with the right networks so that you can be on the forefront of the type of skills and opportunities needed for these jobs. That is, in a nutshell, what we've been talking about here at Technology Expresso for over four years, and we're about to hit 500 episodes. So, that said, I'm going to end today's episode of our STEM Information Podcast, and thank you for listening. And stay tuned as I count down more of the breakthrough technologies in our world. Thanks. And bye for now. You have been listening to Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. For a full list of our broadcast archives, social media handles, contact information, and upcoming shows, visit our website portal at www.technologyexpresso.com.net and .org. Call our event hotline 855-484-6837 for a list of STEM-related events in various states across the country. That's 855-484-6837. Your feedback is important to us. Send us an email through our website or directly to technologyexpresso at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and remember to listen, learn, leverage, launch.